You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now, work at WPJ's radio station, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. Folks, it's a good day. Today, we're going to dive into Miami. Tyler Van Dyke, what does the offense of Miami look like? under the new leadership of the freshman quarterback from Glastonbury, Connecticut. And we will also talk a little bit more about the pit defense more so. Why I think, actually, the linebacker situation is a little bit more complicated than a lot of people think and why it's a big factor in this week's game. All that and more coming up on Locked on Pit. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And folks, as always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. Check us out on whichever platform you listen on. And as always, if you listen on Apple, please leave a five-star review for the show. Folks, let's talk about this Miami offense. I do want to talk about the offense because I think it's probably the most dangerous part of this team. And... I'll say this, by a pretty good margin. We talked about the defense a little bit yesterday. That's a very inexperienced back end of that Miami defense. This Miami offense, while inexperienced, it's not completely inexperienced. And what I mean by that is, yes, they are a lot of freshmen. I mean, Van Dyke himself is a freshman, right? And they have young guys on the O-line and a few things of that nature. But when you look at this team overall offensively, it's not so bad that you are saying, oh boy, there's things to take advantage of. There could be, but Tyler Van Dyke's also seen a little bit come around the bend now for a few weeks. He's been starting now for a few weeks. And so when you get a guy like Van Dyke, who's played now, I believe, three games, with De'Aaron King getting hurt earlier in the season. Now you run the risk of potentially getting beat by a guy who's gaining confidence and getting better each week. Under Van Dyke, they score 28, 42 points, and 31 points. That's not a crazy amount, but it's enough. And it's more than most pit opponents have in the past few weeks. Certainly more than what Virginia Tech has done offensively. Certainly more than what Clemson has done offensively. Yes, Georgia Tech had come off the 45-point performance against UNC when they faced them, but you never really thought Jeff Sims was going to be that type of quarterback. But Van Dyke is different. Not that he can't move like Sims. He doesn't move like Sims, to be quite honest. But the bigger thing is he's a very polished passer. Very polished passer. For where he is... Tyler Van Dyke is much, much ahead of schedule. And he specifically gives you so many issues because of his velocity, the velocity he can put on some of these throws. Man, as a freshman, this dude has the size. He's very smart. 
he's he like he seriously he is not crazily just going buzz headed essentially. He's out there playing at a high level already and reading defense as well. Check out his NC State tape and, and see what he's doing. I mean, this guy, 25 of 33, 325 and four touchdowns. The stat line's great, and it shows you where he's at at this point. This dude is a really good football player. A really high-level football player who might not be completely ready yet. I mean, he had a rough, rough day against North Carolina. Three interceptions there on that game. But he is a guy that can really dice you up. And he's an accurate thrower of the football downfield. He puts some nice touch on things. He can throw it into tight windows. This is a guy that looks really promising. And it's going to be issue. There's going to be issues for Pitt. You're not going to face a guy like a Braxton Burmeister who can't hit those throws consistently outside the numbers. And you're facing a quarterback who can throw the deep ball with a really solid receiver who's a great deep receiver in Charleston Rambo. I mean, Charleston Rambo has been phenomenal for them this year. Keyshawn Smith is well playing well. I mean, Xavier Restrepo is there. But Charleston Rambo is their big guy. He's the guy that you should be worried about the most. The Oklahoma transfer is playing really well and at a high level. He, If you look back on their schedule this year, they face some good receivers. You know, Cedric Tillman's a good player for Tennessee. Crooms and Moore are both good players for Western Michigan. There are good players on Clemson, obviously Justin Ross. But, and Virginia Tech as well. Tavion Robinson and Trey Turner are good players. But Rambo, there's a good argument that Rambo is the best receiver they faced. Certainly, I would say he's the fastest receiver they've faced. And on top of that, I would say he's the most dangerous receiver. Because this is a guy that has put up consistent production against top teams. I mean, he had 12 for 156 and two touchdowns against Michigan State. Had 9 for 127 and two touchdowns last week against NC State. So he's a big play threat. And this is a guy that has been at the, the top of the league, right? This guy has, has experienced big games before, played with Oklahoma. He knows what winning is like. He knows what to do against top competition. Charleston Rambo is a really solid player, and he's the type of guy that could really give Pitt trouble. And the other guy, potentially, that could give Pitt trouble is Jalen Knight, and a really talented freshman back that they have. Their third running back, Cameron Harris, is out for the year. Listen, Knighton's been a solid player for them. Three starts, 53 rushes, 219 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and, and on top of that, eight receptions for 156 yards and two touchdowns. So this is a guy that has four combined touchdowns in the last two games. He's a guy that's really finding his stride. He's quick. He's explosive. He can hit. Similar to Will Shipley last week, when he cuts up field, man, he's got that type of burst that you just can't really teach. It's natural. And those are your three big issues. Will Mallory as well, but we'll get to him. The, the tight end is also somewhat of a scary proposition for Pitt. But Van Dyke playing at a high level, making all those throws. He can make the throws in the tight windows in the middle of the field. Can throw it outside the numbers on a dime deep. He's a guy that still is inexperienced, yes, and they could have issues. And I think Pitt needs to mess with his eyes, dial up the heat a little bit this week. But this is a talented offense. Those three playmakers, Rambo, Van Dyke, and Knighton are really going to be the big three to watch because if those three get going, remember we talked about the trio of Western Michigan a little bit back here. If Moore, Ellaby, 
and Crooms got going, and they did in that game. They would score. They were going to score a lot of points, and they scored 44 on Pitt. If those three get going for Miami, Rambo, Knighton, and Van Dyke, I trust you, and trust me when I say this. They're going to score a lot of points on the Pitt defense, and trust me, there were openings Clemson did not capitalize on last week to get more points. So if they can capitalize on those, absolutely, there is a chance that they can put up a lot of points. Now, going hand-in-hand hand with that, let's talk about the Pitt linebacker situation and why I'm a little bit concerned about that. But first, I want to let you know about Sweatblock. Folks, Sweatblock are doctor-created and doctor-recommended sweat wipes that stop excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. You get a dry shirt guarantee, so guess what? If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you can get your money back. It's not just for your armpits. It can be for anything you want that sweats. And it can be used for anywhere you might have to go, whether it's for a date, you're just going out in the city, going out for a good time, whatever it might be. Folks, you need sweat wipes in your toiletry bag. So if you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on, or get it at Amazon and CVS. Folks, this episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Folks, they are proudly serving communities since 1965, and McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where family and friends can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a group stay knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping by on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. After any event, you can always go to McDonald's. So folks, head to your local McDonald's to fuel and reconnect. Because folks, you can maybe even have a locked on pit watch party there. Hey, that could happen. That could happen in the future. So folks, McDonald's has always been about more than just tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. And folks, that's a big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. folks welcome back to the locked on pit podcast let's talk a little bit about Pitt's linebacker situation because i think it's a situation that's looking better by the day but i also think there's concern here um not with guys like servasia dennis i think he's been obviously great he's finding his role as that dual money mike backer and he's playing at a high level wendell davis i think is playing at a high level phil campbell has played solid this year um i, I think the biggest thing when you look at it overall, is actually that that star position. I don't love the play of the star linebackers this year. I really don't. I think it's a worrying thing, especially when you look at two players, specifically in Jalen Knighton and Will Mallory. Will Mallory, the experienced tight end for Miami. And so what do I mean mainly... I'm not really... Uh, Cam Bright was great last year. This year, he's not been good. Cam Bright has not been good this year. And I hate saying that because he was so good last year for Pitt and was such a playmaker. But, man, just go back and watch the Clemson game. Missed tackles galore. 
A few of those spring big runs were all because of Bright just missing tackles. He's been whiffing on tackles all year. I don't know what's going on with him. He doesn't completely look there in coverage. He looks actually quite lost at times. You know, on those RPOs, especially letting openings come up. He just doesn't look confident at all right now. Cam Bright's not played well. This year, and John Patrician, I think, has had good moments. I think playing downhill against the run, he's been great. He's been a good tackler in space, unlike Bright. But I think in pass coverage, I'm not sure he's a big asset in pass coverage. Look at what Will Shipley did there. You know, I think if they they can get Knighton matched up against him. Oh, that that's a scary matchup. Remember, Shipley dropped the football on a would be touchdown against Patrician last week out of the slot. I think that's going to be something that Miami's going to look at and try to replicate and try to get Patrician lined up against Knighton in the slot. So, this is an issue, I think, for Pitt overall that is kind of flying under the radar because it's easy to say Pitt won 27-17, and yes, it was impressive. It was a big win for them. They really needed the win. Overall, it was very good play. But let's not forget about what was left on the field there in that first and the first quarter and the early part of the second quarter by Clemson. They left a lot of things on the on the board. It could have easily been 21 to nothing if Pitt wasn't careful. And Bright's played at such a high level before that you hope he can regain that form. But man, he leads this team in missed tackles this year. I mean, Cam Bright has been bad. And Patricia, while good at times, very heady, very he knows what's going on at all times. He's been at a very high level in that in that regard. In coverage, he might not be the guy. You know, the star linebacker position, I think, is definitely a place where you can bring up some issues. I don't think Pitt's been all that great there this year. And they've been they found, I think, the, the solution at money. I think they, they know what they have and in, in kind of rotating Dennis and Campbell and Pine and then Mike. You can rotate Davis, Dennis, and George. But I don't think they know what to do with the star quite yet. And that is an issue that you look at and you say, wow, how can we fix it? And, and there's, you know, Cam Bright just has to go back to the fundamentals. Everything is just going too fast for him right now. Just go back to what he did best last year. You know, he was a, he was always, Cam Bright was always, always, always. Pass first, I'll focus on the run later. Because there's other guys that can that can play the run well. Dennis, Campbell, Davis, Pine, George. These guys are all great downhill players. Bright's biggest thing has always been swer- swerving back in coverage, taking away lanes, and then playing downhill. He should always be taking his first step back and flying down forward, downhill forward, keeping those shoulders square, not dictating a direction. He's doing he's not he it's the fundamentals. He's not you know, he's not breaking down for tackles. He's lunging rather than actually wrapping through. It's been a mess of a year for Cam Bright. And I think that he's kind of the X factor of this position because I think that's kind of the last bow on this nice nice knot that they're kind of putting together defensively right now is, okay, the safeties are playing well. The corners are playing well. We figured out most of the linebacker rotation. Dennis looks comfortable with the money. The defensive line is, is going to be the defensive line, and they'll play well. But the star linebacker position is the single biggest concern, I think, on this defense left. And it's because Bright isn't playing well. And while Patrician's a good reserve, is he really the starter you want to play out there in coverage when you know Bright can play like that, even if he isn't playing like that right now? I don't think so. And I think Cam Bright's going to be the biggest thing 
looking forward for this defense. And when he's not on his game again, you can get those matchups in the slot with Mallory up the seam or, for example, you against Tennessee when Martin had a big few catches up the middle. It was all Bright, Bright getting sucked in. You know, he, he's a guy that needs to play better. He's a guy that needs to make tackles. At first foremost, just make the tackles in the open field. Make things slow down. Don't give up those middle-of-the-field coverages because he is getting sucked out of plays on RPOs and sucked out of position and, and leaving things open. He's just not played well, and it's just like the, the, the game's moving too fast for him. His head's swimming up there. And Cam Bright, I think if he can slow it down, just, just let it go. Again, focus on the fundamentals, the little things, as Pat Narduzzi says, you know, breaking down for tackles, being square, don't dictate and, and take a pursuit angle towards the sideline until someone absolutely declares that, you know, sometimes he can declare a little too early, play pass first, just take a simple approach, play those little things and the big things I think will come for Cambright, but it's key that they come for him as the season goes on because I think that's the last remaining chip that Pitt needs in their defensive toolbox. All right, folks, I do want to also talk a little bit about how Pitt can potentially overcome the loss of Jordan Addison through schematics. But first, folks, I want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. Folks, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders all the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have access to more with rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using rockauto.com. Rock Auto has reliably low prices with every customer, and they have everything from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpets, and more. So go explore and see what you need for your car or truck. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Folks, BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever with a new web interface to start the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. So BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Folks, just head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Again, that's the promo code Locked On. So from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts. folks welcome back to the locked on pit podcast let's talk a little bit about this pit passing game looks like it's they're going to be missing jordan addison at least that's what i'm going to go with as the assumption how can they potentially replace jordan addison first of all let's talk about this it's not a one-man job this is the first thing i i think most people would know that but the effect jordan addison has on players around him is great because you have to really account for him, whether that's with doubling him, shifting coverages, playing your safety over towards his side, whatever it may be, you have to really account for Jordan Addison. Without him on the field, it feels like a much more open offense. And in terms of, hey, who could it go to? Who's the big guy? Who do we have to guard as a defense? That's a lot tougher for Pitt 
because you have to find your go-to guy. And when, you know, Izzy would be one of those guys, if he's out too, he certainly affects this as well as, as a dump-off candidate. Um, I lose his check-down ability, although they do have Vincent Davis, and I believe Hammond will be able to catch the ball. We haven't really seen Hammond do that part of his game just yet, but you would assume that he would have that in his arsenal as well. Now, with Addison out, the receivers aren't really a focal point of Pitt's offense in a way. It's the, you know, I mean, they are, but the slot receiver is huge because of, of their chain moving ability and the expansive slot route tree. The Whipple slot route tree is just so more expansive than most slot route trees, and the tight ends are obviously a huge focal point. So what's my, my guess here? How's Pitt going to try and overcome? Well, first of all, I would expect a lot more 12 personnel. In other words, two tight end sets. Kroll and Bartholomew, I think, are going to get a ton of tread in this game. Um, I think that you see Kroll potentially working out more. Um, I think you definitely see Bartholomew get more action off play action and trying to move the chains in that area. Uh, I think 12 personnel gives them a really good idea of kind of, hey, this is what we can do against Miami, and we can create mismatches in this manner with size. Because while Miami's really, really athletic, Pitt is also going to have size advantages, and their guys are also obviously very, very athletic. And when you really look at what Bartholomew brings to the table, maybe it's not a super mismatch ability, but sticky hands, can separate a little bit, he's smooth. He's a solid guy. Crawl obviously has that mismatch ability, especially in the red zone. So I think that's where you, first of all, start at it. The biggest thing you start with is absolutely the tight ends. Now, outside of that, how are you going to replace Addison's route tree? Because he does run such an expensive route tree. He works inside and outside. It's pretty simple here. I think you just use more Melky Stovall. And why do I say that? And I think, schematically, Stovall doesn't run the same crisp routes that Addison does. But he has the same flexibility he does. Or you can play Jared Wayne in the slot to get more size there. You can have him as a big slot. You want the explosive threat in the slot. You can hit Taysir Mack in there. Shockey Jacques-Louis as a yak threat. Jalen Barden as the deep speedy guy. Jaden Bradley as another big guy if you want him. But I think Stovall is going to be really interesting. Kind of that DJ Turner replacement. I think he's a guy that can run the similar route tree slants. Um, Carls, um, I think he can run deep posts. He can run a lot of those routes there. Do it crisply. And he has solid hands. And he has that yak ability. So you can also get him those manufactured touches that you would usually get Addison, right? So this is a guy I think that... I think Melky Stovall is going to have a really big impact in this game. But the more important thing... Overall, it's just you got to create mismatches because this is what Addison is. He's a mismatch. And Mac can create mismatches against these these safeties. I think that Wayne can do that. Certainly, certainly the tight ends have the size to do that. And I think Stovall can actually do a nice job of maybe being that underneath blanket type of guy who can get you yards after the catch, be that guy that can be a dependable underneath guy, Shockey Jacques-Louis as well. It, you know, Kenny Pickett, it's it's first and 10. There's, they try to hit a, a shot play. There's no one open, but they have the, the curl route right there. Stovall can catch it and, and break a big one. And, and I think that's what they need to look at. These guys that are taking Addison's role maybe are not the same player as Addison. It's going to be the bigger guys, for example, like 
a Jared Wayne, like a Taysir Mack, and they're going to try and get those. They're going to replicate the downfield ability, and the tight ends are going to replace the middle of the field third down ability. And so it's Jared Wayne, obviously, in that area. But the underneath yak stuff is going to go to Shaki Jacques, Louis, and Melky Stovall. And all this is just to say, look at what Jordan Addison does all in one player. He's a phenomenal talent. But I think Pitt has the personnel to match what he can do to a degree, not the full extent of it. But I think they have ideas of how they can do it. You know, especially with these blitzes coming, with some rub routes, the crossing routes I think are going to be big. I think Stovall on those crossing routes going to be a big idea uh, for Pitt because you saw what Clem, uh, not with Clemson, uh, NC State did um, with crossing routes against Miami. I think you can definitely copycat that with a bevy of talent and get big plays after the catch. And Stovall would be one. I think Barden maybe getting Barden out there and in space would be gorgeous. I think uh, getting his speed if he can. If he can play um, well in this game, I think there's a ton of options they have here. They just need to find the go-to guy. I figure the go-to guy is probably going to be Wayne, but if they want to double him, I think you have more than enough talent with Mac, with with Stovall, with Jacques Louis, uh, especially those two tight ends. The two tight ends are going to be big in this matchup. Expect a lot more 12 personnel to try to create size mismatches. They can go super sized even and go, you know, with with Mac, Wayne. Bartholomew and Kroll, and that certainly would be size, 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 and more size. All right, folks, as always, thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day. Now, don't forget to make Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Get all of your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes with ACC expert Candace Cooper. It's free and available on all platforms. Check it out. It's great stuff. All right, folks, thanks for listening, and as always, hail to Pitt.